I'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. I'd also like to extend this respect to any First Nations, Torres Strait Islander and Maori peoples listening. It's not just an elevated environment. The pods have to be a sacred healing, the most safe, the most contained, the most private. Yeah, they're like vaults. Yeah. They're like metal in the in the softest way. And metal is an ancient healing property. So every single thing, it's no decision. If it's not that, it's not in. Mm. It can't enter the space. Everything has to be that has to be that your space has to be safe enough for you to cry, to scream, to for no one else to know that or hear that and it has to be so private and so contained mm-hmm. because we want to heal at that level. We, we need to give that because it's needed. Dearest you, we're going back to where it all began. Me sitting down for an honest conversation with the woman who inspired my own exploration of true self, Offline's very first guest, Jeannie Burke. She's a master beauty and body therapist and the owner of The Nostis in Sydney's Paddington. But this time, instead of true self, We're getting into how it intersects with the businesses we build, how we build them, and the way we serve. If you're an entrepreneur or a founder, you'll know how many business mentors and coaches and courses are out there selling you success. And let's be honest, even though it's conscious, I am one of them. It's very noisy and a lot of the advice is conflicting. This episode is an opportunity for us to lean out of all of that noise and instead learn from an elder in conscious and ethical business. Jeannie has been running her business through the lens of her ethics, her morals and her values for over 30 years. Venustas has been heart first in business and has had a deep and intentional why long before people were writing entire books about it and calling it a strategy. There's so much goodness in this episode. How to attract and train and retain a 10-year team. How she's taken the wisdom, the tools and the techniques she's learned over 40 years and literally infused them into the walls and the floors of her brand new space, which is open this month. Yay. How she uses her body as a compass in business. This was really interesting for me. The benefits of conscious business owners getting comfortable with money and earning it. Why not everything needs to scale? Thank goodness. And how this mentality can actually become a bit of a barrier to our long-term impact. We also unpack the concept of failure when our ideas are more channeled. Did we fail or were we just early? And there's so much more. One thing I do wish we'd spent more time talking about is that 10-year team. 
the women who stand beside Jeannie every day and dedicate their careers to being in service to something greater than themselves. What is that? Our collective healing and wholeness. So to Fleur, Haruko and Isabel, we love you and we appreciate you. All right, here's Jeannie and I for Offline, five years and 107 episodes later. I was just saying I'm a bit nervous. Really? And I don't get nervous. You don't have to be nervous with me, babe. I'm just hanging out in the beauty room. I know. <laughs> Sitting on the bed. I know. Drinking ginger tea. Having a cup of tea. <laughs> it's nice to be with you. It's, I can't wait to get into it because, as always, it's a bloody honour. <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's very before kind. Before we begin, I wanted to ask if there's anyone or anything that you want to acknowledge before we start. Well, for me every day I just run through that really, which is honouring the north, the south, the east, the west, above, below and centre, honouring the guardians, custodians of the land, the Gardigal people, the elders of the past, the elders of the present, the up-and-coming elders, honouring our ancestors, our animal spirit and spirit guide, calling in all the light workers, magic makers, healers, white witches... Only those in light and love. And that's me every day. Why am I crying already? (laughs) I love you. (laughs) You're such a heart girl. (laughs) Yeah, it's remembering, you know, that we honour all of that, I feel. For me, it's so automatic now and it's kind of like better than coffee, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, to feel the fullness of the that, you know, and I think it's like with any acknowledgement that anybody does, one of the hardest things is to um, allow it in the body because mm. we're just thinking it. We're trying to keep track. What are they saying? Da-da-da. So we're still in that thinking mind. But that practice of just being And can I just feel what you're saying? And the emotion is overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It it gets me into heart too every day and that's great. Otherwise we, you know, flip on the phone and we're not in heart. Then it has its way with us. Mm. (laughs) Turn that baby off. (laughs) That's what we did. Airplane mode. (laughs) That's right. Um, So I was listening to our first episode on the way here. Really? (laughs) It was. (laughs) Um, I've listened to it... Um, it's probably the the third or fourth time in five years. So I say that to say not much for it to be the foundational episode of this podcast, generally the episode people find and then binge the entire podcast. (laughs) Great. Um, the, yeah, the richness of that episode, I, you'd think it'd be one that I spend more time with, but I don't know why I don't, I think it's like, listening to a past version of you is often very difficult. Yeah. But as I was listening to it in the car, I remembered, I was like, this is magic. This was magic. This is beautiful. And your wisdom, like so much of what you were saying, I think, again, I was trying to intellectualize at the time. 
And five years on, I'm like, she's been saying it all along. (laughs) I should have probably listened. (laughs) No, but kind of beautiful. I think that you have it. But I did want to just cast us back there. Do you remember coming into my little pokey apartment, sitting on those chairs? I do remember feeling very excited because I'd never done one. And I remember feeling honoured and wonder why she's asked me, (laughs) right, because I'm in my zone. And I was nervous, I'm sure, because there's that ego where you want to be or you are, you know, your your best version. Can I bring it? I call it it? my Palo Santo version. (laughs) Yeah. And um, but still remain authentically true because people you know who know you are going to listen and know. Yeah, and be like, that's not what she's really like. Or, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, that's so genius. Yeah. So, um, but I found it really easy because we have spent a lot of time together mm. in here in healing and and I really like you. Mm. So it's kind of, it was easy. And easy. I was really grateful that you made it comfortable for me. Mm. Yeah. It's been... Um, 11 years now that we've known each other and that we've been together. What a number. Yeah. (laughs) What a number. (laughs) And, um, yeah, when I was listening to the intro, it was like, I've known Jeannie for six years and I was thinking, shit, that was five years ago, you know. Um, But our original conversation, you probably don't know this because I've never, we've never been in the numbers but it's been listened to tens of thousands of times. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> well, I'm so wow. happy for you because, and this is my kind of my wow, first question. Wow, I imagine that. Yeah. Um, I'd love to learn how has feeling and seeing your impact impacted you? And I think the context for the question is so much of your work is one-to-one. Yes. So you're always feeling that that healing and that transformation, that awakening in a person. Yes. But on that more kind of collective level, you know, there's tens of thousands of people out there who potentially embarked on their own sort of journey to getting to know their <laughs> true self through our – Wow. Um, and that's the, the main piece of feedback I haven't thought I about get. that because I didn't know that number. Yeah. But I just wanted to know like – you never really experienced yourself in that way because you're so private and so much of your work is very intimate, whereas this was your first kind of like putting the voice out there. True. So what has that felt like to just, I suppose, understand your impact on a different level? Um, Great, if it's positive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy for you and happy that... um, that we did that together and great to be back here again. Mm. Um, yeah, I am private and um, it's every time you heal someone or you do healing and you do a smudging ceremony or tarot or anything, crystal healing, Reiki healing, shamanic healing, you, it, I've always um, believed that, if you, before it begins, you'll hold a crystal. I'll hold a crystal, usually Lemurian, um, and you'll ask a higher source, God, Buddha, whatever you believe. And so that's like 
if you can help me, help this person, you know, if you can come through me. Mm. So I really believe and have and have taught this way that the energy comes from a higher source, something greater than a human, greater than us, and it's through me and then to you. So I don't really believe it's me. Mm. It's from another, from God, if you believe in God or Buddha or whatever your belief is, it comes from a higher source through me. So it's like you are just the vessel. And so, but the plus side is, is that you feel that every time you give that or serve in that way. And I teach the team that same way. When I trained in beauty therapy, massaging people, we had to shake our hands after to get rid of an energy, whether that was massage training, beauty therapy training, whatever it was. And that to me felt judgment mm. and it didn't sit well. Like yuck, like, get off. Like why, why are we judging this person that we're meant to be helping and why do we need to remove it? Mm. That seemed strange. So then I, you know, moved into healing, training and studying that as well as other mediums and massage and facials and constantly that fluid. But um, it keeps you, the more you study, the more you realise that's just judgment and you're just doing what Mm. you're not meant to be doing when you're being in service of people Mm -hmm. and you're, role is to take them to who they are, to truly who they are, back to who they are, their mm. best self. Their True most, self. Yeah, yeah, of course. Who they are the most proud of, let's go back there. Mm. And so that's where we go. And so then they feel guilty of, and it's like really don't. Mm. Just move. Yeah. yeah. Accept acceptance is key acceptance of you acceptance of the other person acceptance of what happened and if we accept we can move if we accept we can heal Mm. accept nature heal except it's kind of like that it's just so big for me like so much of the suffering is in the resistance to the experience itself yes like Yes. But very hard to move into acceptance. Like oh, you can go really fast. Well, I was gonna say this is <laughs> not this along. is not on my list of questions. But we're going there. Like, how do we accept? How do we even begin to accept? Especially It's how do we not accept, really? Because if it happened to us and we spend all our time blaming the person they did it, then we're not acknowledging what actually hurt us. Mm. And if we don't acknowledge what hurt us, then we can't heal. Mm. That's my belief. I'm not saying I am have the answer for every person, but for me, I find as soon as I can say, I did that, I created that, oh, no, acceptance. <laughs> I'm, I like to be in high rotation out of that. <laughs> See ya. There's, there's no, there's no, some people go, you might like to sit there a bit longer, Jeannie, the shaman mm. might say, uh-huh, you might, you might want to just stay there for a moment while we look at that. This Not really. Let's move. Let's move on. <laughs> but, yeah, mm. so we have to sit there long enough to accept mm. that that happened to us and that's real fast and and we would do that for anyone else our children our lovers our best friends our team so we must do it for us mm. 
So what am I hearing in all of this? And to come back to that question is really when you think about your impact, you really see yourself as a facilitator of something higher. Yes. And so you don't really have that deep connection with like individual genie did no, this thing. Yeah. No, I find that kind of a um, little unnerving mm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be, yeah, I didn't want to call my cell on my name. I didn't want to um, have my name everywhere because it's bigger than me, mm. you know, and then you get an incredible team and it can't be you. I mean, let's not even pretend I'm anything without them, right? <laughs> We're going to talk about them. <laughs> right, them. Um, a bit of a personal one. Yeah. I'd love to learn about the shape of the last five years for you. You know, it's been a long time since we've spoken on record. What have you been moved into in relation to your own growth? You know, you're someone I admire and respect who's constantly doing their own self-work, moving through your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been called into in the last five years? Like what's come up that you're like, oh, this old thing. <laughs> <laughs> time for me. Like when someone asks me a question about time, a lot of the weeks I'm saying to the team, what day is it today? <laughs> what, what year did I do that? <laughs> so I find. What year is it? <laughs> where? So I find time. A little bit tricky. I'm thinking, okay, what year was it? So what year was it? Are we 2019, 2018? We were 2018. Oh, 2018 was great, right? Beginning of 2018. Was that when we did did the podcast? I think we recorded in the January or February of 2018. Okay, so that was really, that was kind of a little bit alarming (laughs) after you. So opened up the floodgates, right? (laughs) They came. And they came. We built it and they came. And, And it was an incredible, I felt really proud that they would come to me, you mm. know. I was like, okay, Alison. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we didn't know though, did we? No. We didn't no. Had- I'm just like, who's going to listen to me? I mean, I was hopeful for Same. you. I'm always hopeful for you, um, for the other person. So they listened clearly and booked and came and then at one point, um, and, yeah, they share their lives, which is such an honour. You know, it's if you can allow someone to share that and accept that and cry with you or scream or angry or whatever it is, get irritated, if you can allow it and not take it, yeah, not take it from them, and this is what I learned. So kind of day 10 I called the shaman. <laughs> And I'm like, Gareth, <laughs> call me back immediately. Yeah, so um, that's why the rocks are out the front there and have been there since you from um, What It Goes. Mm. And he said to me, Jeannie, you must be the rock. And so they are the stream and sometimes it'll be a really light trickling and sometimes it's going to knock you off your feet. A ferocious flood. Yeah. And But you must not um, take that. It's not yours to take. If you take that, then they're going to repeat and have to keep relearning. So it's not yours to take. Mm. So you just sit and hold space. So I learned to hold the space. Mm. 
on a huge level there was there were so many people that came but mm. it was i felt like kind of all right then <laughs> you know, a little bit of a rock star for a minute like all right i'm like stay focused stay focused or it's <laughs> going to get messy <laughs> so yeah it was really an honor mm. yeah it and was. so i learned that to hold the space on what it really meant on that big level every day all day and, um, yeah, it pivoted the business to um, it was kind of 2018. It was you with Offline and our first podcast. Mm. Is that what you'd call it? So yeah. Just that, yeah. So that, which was no one had ever interviewed me and has never interviewed me since on a podcast. Gee. I've never, ever been interviewed. I didn't know that. So I just went, oh, I'm like, really? Thank you. Because I just am in here in my space doing my thing. Mm. You know, I don't, I try not to go out to the world and see how I'm seen or I mm. don't think that's useful. No. Thank you. And so um, then Elle said, Jenny, chase this lymphatic. Do you remember? Yeah. Like lymphatic was seen overseas. And I've learned to listen to <laughs> to that. <laughs> so we did. So we chased that, uh, retrained our manual lymphatic drainage, um, learnt from some incredible Brazilian girls out of Miami and launched high-definition lymphatic and that mm. pivoted to another level. And though it was being um, performed overseas, it hadn't been done here. So that was incredible. And as we're standing there launching it, this is when I used to launch everybody coming the same day. Yeah. Like 30 people a day, <laughs> influencers, media. Yeah, it was a big day. Yeah. I've learned to not do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned. It's, um, well, we they've don't know taught until me we not know. to do that. Yeah, mm. they've taught me not to do that, to, to not come, to not whatever, and just to allow it. So I've learned that too. Um, yeah, and then as I'm standing in the middle of all that, those days, and they're day after day after day, so there's probably a hundred people that come through. I'm looking at the team, and they're looking at me, going, "Oh no, she's about to <laughs> let go." <laughs> and I'm, we can create a facial out of this. We can. So I'm in. I'm in, and they're like, "No." They put their hand up at that, that stop. You know how children do that too yeah. as a mother. <laughs> and so I'm like, eh, and they're like, no, which, can we just stay? Can you please stay here? So I learned to stay, stay in the room. Stay in the room. <laughs> and that took off and that took off. And then um, I think it was 2019 we bought our first commercial property, mm. which we feel very grown up, <laughs> although I'm very old. <laughs> I feel very grown up. But... Um, yeah, and I wanted to honour Paddington and everything that it's given me and my community and everything. It's, you know, how loyal. And I love doing the wedding, their weddings and then their children's weddings. Mm. Like, it's wicked. So, yeah, so it, it pivoted right, right through. Yeah. And I learned um, how, to, like, building a commercial property, you, you know, COVID to COVID. Mm. <laughs> and... I can, you know, you feel very in control when you have a really great work ethic. Yeah. And my family have taught me that. You know, if you have a really great work ethic, well, they kind of delivered it in a different way. But anyway, let's not go <laughs> down that story. path. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But I learned that I had to work hard. And so I, I wasn't ever afraid of hard work. So I can do seven days a week, kind of four to five years straight, um, including public holidays. You know, you can just keep going. So, but when COVID came, you can't work. Yeah. And so I dropped 80K for the packaging. The building's $3 million mm. and COVID hits. I've got everything on the line. So I'm crying and vomiting maybe 10 days straight and my son walks past who's 21. I don't know what he was then. Maybe he was 19. Mum, seriously, you need to get up. I don't want to tell you. Adapt or die, get up. This is before anyone was saying that. <sighs> The wisdom. People say, were you offended? I'm, I'm never offended because he speaks the truth because we've taught him that. Yeah. So how could we possibly be offended? Like when he'd say, I used to say to him, I'm really sorry I've never been there, that I only kind of have one day with you or a morning. He goes, oh, that's all right, Mum, because you're a lot, you know. You can kind of cover it in a breakfast. <laughs> but friends again say, are you offended? I'm like, no, I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm like, whew, Yeah. Mm. And I think it's okay to just for him to see that I have a life yeah. with him and outside of him. This is major. He knows very clearly that he is king, mm. you know, of my world. And yet he also knows to walk past the front of the shop and look in and wait for the, the nod. Yeah. To be very respectful of the people in the space. Yeah. And I think to... But potentially um, see you as more than mother. Yeah. Like to see you in your work. Yeah. And this is something that Tony and I have been cultivating over, you know, the 13 years that we've been together for each other mm. is there's lover, there's parent, mm. and there's um, professional. Mm. And kind of seeing him in that light and really respecting when he is, when I can see he's very zoned. Yeah. Of knowing that as a creative, yeah. the worst possible thing I could do right now would be like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> and get into the, yeah. you know, the monotony of, you know, everyday, beautiful, yeah, rich it's, life. But that's just the life that that the world sells. That's right. And it's so we, we have of, to address it yeah. at a point, but I can see, same as maybe him with you, where she's yeah. still in her space. He's very proud. Yeah. And I'm very proud. Mm. And I like him. Well, and that's the thing with your boy is he he's a good man. Mm. And so you've got to look at that and be yeah. and be proud. Yeah. You know? Gary did that. <laughs> yeah. Gary. Gary did that. Yeah. So oh. he's another world. Yeah. <laughs> he's so my big world. Yeah. Five years. Mm. Incredible. Incredible. And you know, I will say before we move on. You know, you and I, we just love each other mm. and we're like, let's just do it. And I was yeah. like, I've got this wacko idea for this thing called a podcast. And you were like, what's a podcast? I was like, doesn't matter. Remember I arrived and I said, oh, yeah, by the way, I haven't done this before. before. And you're kind of thinking. But what's interesting is, this? especially in season one and two, most of my guests hadn't. I think it's great. Whereas now it's like, you know, of course, beautiful as things get. Yeah. It gets polished. Yeah. Probably, like everything. Exactly. But then we have to mess it up a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet to that <laughs> kind of first season. But I've learned a lot about um, my responsibility as a host and a facilitator into this work. Ah. And also, I suppose I never let myself believe 
that it would be more than you and I listening, right? No way. And so now when I invite guests on, particularly practitioners and healers, like I don't know how it's going to go, but there could be interest. And so are you readied? Are you steadied? Are you set up? Is there anything you want to get in order? Booking systems, back end. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Because you don't, we did, We weren't, I certainly wasn't doing it for that reason. Right. It was about these beautiful conversations, but what happened in that is that trust building, you know, where people go, well, now I want to, I want to be healed. I want to go and yeah. kind of see and you that just person. open up the doors. But many, um, you know, authentic, integrous healers don't have the online booking systems and the marketing team and yes. the PR person. And Correct. You're, you're serving in that beautiful, rich one-to-one way. And so when a hundred or a thousand people inquire, mm. so it's just now I've learned a lot about, I'm maybe no one will inquire. I don't know, but just in case. You might want to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to go live on this day. <laughs> I found online uh, online bookings, we went through all that with COVID and I should have done it earlier, mm. but I kind of really Bit liked of my... evolution? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> They're going, dating. <laughs> so um, it gave me six hours a day back, Which online bookings. Just... Can you imagine? Because that's something I've been feeling into in my own work is when we look at the shape of our day, and I teach this a lot, where are we useful? What is the best use of us? And for a period of time, you answering the phone and us getting Jeannie mm. was the most useful place for you. Mm. But it's just that point where you're like, oh, I might be needed elsewhere now. Yeah. You know, personally. But it's also if we want to kind of elevate it. Yeah. Then. To hold it. Yes. And so it's, they really, it's really best for me to be here when they're here. Yeah. Versus on the phone when they're here. Well, on the phone when they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am really honoured to be the first person again um, to talk to you about, I think the way I'm thinking about it is kind of a new chapter of Anustas mm-hmm. and very clear here that it's not where you're taking the brand or the business, but it's about where you're taking the service. Mm. And we had a chat about this the other day, and, of course, I got in my beautiful strategic mind, brand, 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 (laughs) what's the brand story? (laughs) And you, as always, just put the feet back on the ground of, like, it's not about any of that. Mm. It's about a deepening Mm. of the way I serve, you know, the you know, over, I'm sure, 10,000 The dream space. Yeah, Yeah. the dream space. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the space, which Mm. is directly next door to where you are now. (laughs) Right behind me. Um, What does this space represent within sort of what I feel is a sort of ever-evolving body of work and service? Yeah. Because it's it's not just walls. No, yeah, right. I kind of, it's exactly what you're talking about, that every decision Every decision we've been faced with or looked at, talked about, it's very, everything's decided on healing. Every single decision is on healing properties. So it means that every material, every um, placement, every 
everything's coordinated around the architectural crystal grid mm. in the earth. Which is amazing. <laughs> right. People go, what is that? So it's, yeah, so architecturally crystal gridding the space. So every decision. In the soil. In the soil. So because we pulled up, because it's Gary, the over-engineer, engineering <laughs> person that he is, um, our little house in Oyster Bay could survive a hurricane and a cyclone. <laughs> There's nothing in it. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I wanted to place my life's work of crystals and added things I wanted to return it to the earth. So if you return all the crystals to the earth and architecturally crystal grid, meaning north, south, east, west, where everything is meant to be, called the shaman, called the healer, called an undy called, do you think this is enough? I've got the um, girls walking around with rosemary and sage and parlo and the shaman, oh, in the background. <laughs> I'm like, this is fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> Just doing our own thing. But every decision was made from that mm. and started at that point because now I can really heal at that level. Yeah, It's not just in someone else's space within a building. So here we are in someone's building that we are able to, to lease a certain space. Here we own the dirt. Mm. So <laughs> let's dig that baby up. So that was, yeah, so I wanted to have every single decision based around that so that it's not just an elevated environment. The pods have to be a sacred healing, the most safe, the most contained, the most private. Yeah, they're like vaults. Yeah. They're like metal in the in the yeah. softest way. They're and like metal these... is an ancient healing property. So yeah. every single thing, it, it's no decision. If it's not that, it's not in. Mm. It can't enter the space. Everything has to be that, has to be that your space has to be safe enough for you to cry, to scream, to for no one else to know that or hear that and it has to be so private and so contained mm. because we want to heal at that level. We, we need to give that because it's needed. And you're capable, I think, this is the other. Uh, yeah, yeah, like we've earned it now. Mm. We've earned that space. And decades of work mm. and training that we're ready for that space now. Mm. But then it's it's not only that, it's that when you you have the sun and the moon and the water catchment and metal staircase is the portal to that. Because as we know, you know, we put all our crystals underneath the sky and the mm. moon and the sun. And so it's just like for me, it's like, yeah. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> no one will see it, right? But we know. Well, they'll feel it. Well, they will feel it. It's unmistakable. Mm. You can feel it when you walk in. Yeah, even now. It's like nothing anyone's, it's like nothing else. It's like nothing else because it's wholehearted. Mm. All well, about. Your work is like no one else's. Mm. So Thank I would you. expect nothing less from a space that you build, the way I've been thinking about it is like all of the wisdom is infused yeah. in that space. Yeah. Because an opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah. In such a thoughtful and intentional way. We're going to feel that when we're in there. I mean, I feel it in here. Yeah. But this is 30 years of, yeah. you know, the accumulation of You can feel it on you. the beds. <laughs> yeah. There's a real surrender on the bed and it's um, 
You know, when I came in for a massage the other day, I tried your new beautiful lengthening and muscle release massage. And, you know, I popped it on Instagram and I always get messages, you know, should I go? I've been thinking about booking. Oh, my goodness. How sweet. And I'm really diligent in those DMs um, to share with people. We can get a massage anywhere. Yes. Absolutely. A lot less. For probably a half. Yeah, a third. A third. Um, but if you're ready to release and let go, if you're ready for a healing, if you need a facilitator, because mm. it's in the body, it's the body work, mm. then what you can expect is one of these beautiful girls to breathe at the same time that you breathe, mm. you know, and it's like, it makes me so emotional. Yeah. Because we all need it. Yeah. It's very hard to access. Yeah. Especially for like us beautiful, ambitious, intentional women. Like we're just so. There's so much pressure. There's way too much pressure. Yeah. And the easiest thing to do is as soon as we go every decision based on heart, there's no longer pressure. But, yes, to come and heal is so is so important. Well, that's what I ask people is. If there's nothing to heal, your, yeah, go anywhere. Go anywhere. Yeah, definite. But where in your life, in what spaces in your life can you fully let go? Mm. And, like, I know it's a really privileged place to be. It has to be so to be. sacred and safe. Yeah. Like really safe. You have to really trust the people. That they can hold you in what's oh, yeah. going to come up. And you have to train that. You yeah. have to train the team for that. You have to be able to hold that. You have to be stand centre in all that you are and do not rise to that occasion when someone's screaming at you or angry or irritated and they're not angry at you. Mm-hmm. You have to be the rock. Yeah. If you can't, come and get me. So it's you have that's what that's the big work. Yeah. That's the big work and that's what we're meant to be doing. And that's the thing is like, this is what I say in the DMs, like, like it's a massage, but it's not a massage. Mm. You're going to feel relaxed Mm. and released and, but there's other stuff that's going to happen in the room. So there's your choices. Like, do I think it's worth it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because these people have facilitated real change in my body. Yeah. You know, Um, not, but like. What I hold on to, the emotions that I've held. And we all need that. We also need that. We also do that. Mm. Yeah. So everybody does at different times in their life and some more times than others. I found um, when Zach was small, it was the most time I needed the help but had no help. It's so hard. Mm. It's so hard. The girls would say to me, Jeannie, crying, when does it get easier? And I truthfully have to say, <laughs> what about now when they go 21? to school? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you know, I think when they go to school, you get to breathe. Mm-hmm. You kind of depends if you're home or not, or you know, whatever's going on. I mean, I've got Gary, so it's just like, <laughs> you go, well, you've got Gary. It's all right for you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who just steps up for everything, um, and will do a better job, which is kind of unnerving, right? <laughs> but yeah. Do you know what I, obviously you can't, 
know until you have the distinct privilege of becoming a mother because I know that's not a reality for everyone. But you just can't know until you're in it that the most, like the, the women who dedicate their lives to staying home and raising their beautiful children, it sounds cliche, but it is the hardest yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Like I will take the busiest, most stressful day I've ever had at work. Every day. Every day. <laughs> it is, it's so hard. Mm. And I admire yeah. and respect women who decide that it's the best use of them. Yeah. To be that kind of consistent, present parent and to, you know, I don't know if I like that term stay-at-home mum. It's a bit... I don't know how else we can talk about that because it's just not that. Mm. You're not staying at home. And carer kind of doesn't cover it either. Um, But it's hard. Mm. Yeah. Um, So this podcast has evolved from being an exploration of true self, which is where you and I started the whole thing, (laughs) Um, and who we are beyond the labels and into an exploration of what happens when we allow that truth, that essence, to trickle into our work, mm. there is a lot that you won't do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there is a lot that you say no to yeah. or that you choose not to participate in. I wanted to know where does that sense of kind of agency and resolve come from? Because you don't have this kind of business mentor saying, Yes or no, but you've always been very, like, you always know what's a hard no and what's a kind of full body yes, but you're you're not easily led when it comes to kind of business and and your work. Yeah. I find it, I find the decisions easy, but I find the pressure enormous. Yeah. So the the people pressure enormous. Mm. So, um... I can't, I think it began when I was training. So 10 years in, I realised the team I had isn't wasn't the team I wanted. Maybe it might have been, and it doesn't mean they weren't. I just wasn't able to, I didn't know how to get what I wanted mm. or how to create it. But And I thought it would just be replicating myself. Right? Yeah. So, um, I decided kind of six, seven years in, I don't really know when it was, but that I had to let the people go as they would naturally go and only hire apprentices because it was harder to retrain someone that was qualified. doesn't mean I wouldn't do it, but it's, it was always double the work. Mm. And the unlearning. Of, yeah. And so I learnt to be very clear about training because when you have apprentices, you are legally responsible for them. You cannot leave them. Mm. You can't leave the building. Right, you can't leave them doing something second year, third year, whatever it is, alone. So you are responsible for their work and all they know is you. So just we're going to see it all, I guess. (laughs) So you learn during those years to be very clear about who we are because they're going to go outside the boundaries like all young people. Mm. So like our children are testing the boundaries um, and our Teenagers are now out testing the boundaries. They will also. So you get very clear very fast because otherwise things go wrong. Mm. Safety, health and safety, you know, all the things. So that was a really great foundation. 
yeah. I feel for, for myself. And they're always asking you questions. Can I do this? Can I do? No, no. Hell no. What is wrong with you? No, <laughs> no. So you learn very, um, well, I did. I learned that way on my feet, which is how I usually learn, mm. uh, on the floor. In yes, no, excuse come here, please. <laughs> I yeah. need to talk to you. No, it's going to have to be outside. <laughs> yeah. And so you you could just behaviour really. Mm. I learnt the first two years after that change that I couldn't train kindness, compassion. I couldn't train ethical integrity or moral code. That was alarming. I tried for a really long time. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> I taught that and, yeah, I you can't train that. Yeah. So then I had to hire people that had loyalty, what I needed. So, okay, back to me. What do I want? They're not giving me what I want. Why don't I like them? What You know, whatever it was. So they need to align with you. Mm. They have to have that same integrity, honour, ethics, correct, doing the right thing. And the rest you, you can teach. Yes. Everything mm. else you can teach, but you can't teach that. I've forgotten the question now. I love it when a guest forgets the question because that's when I know we're going somewhere interesting. I went on to ask Jeannie about where a prospective team member's pain and limiting beliefs and conditioning fits in or finds a home within the broader mission of the business. We hire them for their expertise, but oftentimes we don't realize that we're also inheriting their state of consciousness and their priorities and their why behind why they work. Her response was really powerful. I can't take that into consideration. The level is the level, mm. not negotiable. So there are areas that are not negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The level is never negotiable. You cannot ring me and say you're having sicky because you're just hung over because someone saved a month to come. Yeah. Someone's bought this for their grandmother. So I, there are a lot of, not a lot, but there's, there are areas that are not good. I think it's really important to be clear, mm-hmm. to be clear what's negotiable, what you admire in someone. This is the hardest place mm. to work in. And I tell them that in the interview. I said, I'm going to require a decade. I'm only interested in someone that's interested to give me their whole career. So if you have no interest in that, don't even bother because you're going to find this really hard. Wow. Yeah, they kind of look to the door. Mm. <laughs> and I go, it's so close. I know you can make a run for it. But maybe just listen through because you'll get to know yourself. So it's hard not to heal when you're even interviewing. This is a thing, isn't <laughs> People it? People go like this, seriously, stop. <laughs> so um, I require a decade because it takes me eight years to get them to a level where I can send them outside of the salon mm. for when we have a celebrity in town. And that doesn't mean they're more important. That doesn't, that that celebrity is more important than someone coming into the space. It's kind of like the people coming into the space are more important because they're my loyal, regular people and I love loyalty, you know. They're all that. Um, But when people are international, they have had a massage everywhere in the world. So I know that level and they have to be at that level. That takes eight years. You cannot get there faster. Because it takes all that it takes, or you know, the list it takes all that it takes. Do you feel like this um, 
this resolve has come through decades of experience? Or do you feel like you as a businesswoman came into it with that that knowing? Because I'm thinking about all of the people out there who have an idea or they're just starting something, especially practitioners, people in service, you know, it's nervy in the beginning and Mm. we don't have our voice in the beginning. We don't feel that sense of empowerment to be like, I need 10 years. In In a climate and a society where we're struggling to get people for a year, but you do command that, but you've also succeeded in that. Mm. Like you've done it. You've had these people, these beautiful women Mm. for the biggest portion of their careers. Mm. Their whole career. Mm. Yeah. And so I said going in to the new space, what will it take? Then they're going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) More money. (laughs) More days off. (laughs) And, of course, you then have to say yes because if they've given me everything I've requested, then I must return that. Mm. You have to. So, yes, beginning. Um, I always wanted to be the best and I wanted all the um, media when I was young, all of the interviews. I probably would say no to many interviews now. Mm. (laughs) Um, I I always wanted to be great at what I did because I loved it Mm. and I wanted to be, I wanted people to feel love and when I had my first facial when I was 17 18 I'm it's like an oh my god moment which I think your life is like that there are moments and when I was younger I didn't understand that when people were talking about that but there's a that was a moment where I'm laying there having this incredible facial at a training school of all places and I went, I want to make people feel like this. Mm. I want to make people feel loved. So if you're coming from a home that's not totally unconditional but it's conditional love, that resonated with me. Someone's massaging me, giving me a facial and truly loving me Mm. in a really safe environment. And I, I want this. I want to give this. Not I want to have this, not I want to fix someone or make them change physically, change who they are, but I want to help them. And if you come from that place, then you will grow and grow and grow because you'll always want to help them. If it becomes about you, then it becomes about you and you've left that feeling. Mm. So it's really important to not leave that feeling. And so obviously that decision will make many business mistakes, yeah. <laughs> right. financial well, business starts, mistakes. That's what I was going to say is mm. where where this coming from the heart and coming from love and building a business through our values and our integrity, it's where that intersects with money mm. and wealth oh, okay, yes. and like what we have to say no to mm. in choosing the heart-led way. Right, yeah. Of so, course. so many of the people I mentor and coach, and to some extent within my own business, there seems to be this um, constant crossroads of am I going to take the money? Oh, right. Okay. Or am I going to remain in integrity? Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, it is a, dis- it's a personal decision, and we have to value everyone's personal decision. And it's no one's choice but yours. 
and it's no one's place to tell you. That's my opinion. Mm. I would never tell someone sitting across from me that you're making a decision that's not, that has no integrity. That's not my place. Mm. That's their personal decision. For me, um, you, you know the good feeling if it's right. For me, where I work from, it's if it feels right, then it usually is. Yeah. If I along the way find out it's no longer, then I, I will say something like it doesn't feel right for me, or that's a hard no. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But often not in the moment. Mm. In the moment, I'm too shocked. <laughs> what, what's going on? And in the moment when someone's presenting something in a way or that wants you to do something that doesn't align with you, then I'm usually just trying to work out how I'm feeling. Mm. I, I'm not responding usually in that moment. So people sometimes are wondering so you're trying what's to get going a read. On. I'm not caring what's going on. I'm not caring for the, for the response, for them to get whatever response and answer they need. I'm more interested in why am I freaked out? Why am I feeling this? Because it's not a client ever. Mm. When it's a client, I say, you have to reach into your heart. You have to get heart connected and run through the process of being grateful and all the things and then then put your hand on your heart and say, does this resonate with me? Is this right for me? Mm. Will it work for me? Mm. Yeah. One thing I really admire. I'm not as judgy as I used to be about um, that 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 person's, not that I ever was real, I just kind of would think, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, but not too ego really, mm. just like, oh, right, okay. Sometimes we just have to pay the bills. Well, right? this is kind of what I wanted to get into is one thing I really admired about you is the way you've built your business but also the very positive and healthy relationship you have with money and um, earning it and accumulating wealth, which is what allows you to deepen your service, Mm. you know. So it's not about so much that, of course, there's probably some personal stability in there, financial stability, but where I've always seen that come from as it relates to the earning is that this will allow me to do the thing next door. Right. You know what I mean? That will be able to help me heal on a deeper level and provide a, you know, more elevated experience and whatever it is. Um, So do you think it is about like the mission for the money, if that makes sense? Like we can really move into earning big proper money and do that still feeling like our values are intact if we know where the money's going? Yeah, well, money is an exchange of energy. So I explained to the team, you must just keep giving, giving, giving until that person, you will feel them with your hands on them, drop in, where they feel they're getting their value. And we can't not talk about it. People say, how can you charge that much money, Jeannie? And I said, well, clearly it's not the clothing that we're wearing or the furniture that's in the space, but it's the training and it's the ingredients Mm. that the product, creating a product that will just elevate the treatment, that it sells separately, great, but it's designed to elevate the treatment because every time we design a treatment, we design a product because we can. Mm. So we can make it specific for that Yeah, exact treatment. But, yes, um. 
Again, I forgot. That's interesting. No, you were saying that the moment that they feel that person uh, yes. surrender, yes, you is have the to know what that feels like. That they know this person's already feeling like they've got their value yes. back. And yes. again, this is what I go back to: where in your life can you let go in the room? You know what I mean? The therapist. Like for, well, for people who, hey, some people can let go in one minute. Some people let yeah. go before we even enter the room because they've been before. Mm. They go, I can feel the energy on the bed. I'm in the car. I'm I like, know. Let right. it go. <laughs> You're so great. Let go. I it's want, time to let go. I want maximum, maximum healing. Right. So I'm going to do all this up front in the car. <laughs> Good idea. I say to people, can you do all the form before you come? Why would you be yes. doing that? We don't want to talk Set to you. Set all my intentions. But I've been working with you for so long. I know what she's going to ask me. I know what we're working on. I've thought about the crystals I want. <laughs> <laughs> You're so trained. Let's get straight in there and on the bed. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's so fantastic. I wanted to talk to you about sort of creativity and business. You've been a really consistent role model for what is actually a really key piece of advice I give to kind of founders and entrepreneurs and people wanting to get into service-based business, and that is to focus less on our desired outcome and more on meeting the need of the time as we see it. That's the whole answer. That's it. That's it. How do you feel into the need before you create a new offering? Listen. Like what's your process of You have to listen yeah. to what's happening. So you listen to what's what the client's concerns are. You can't ever think that you've heard it all before. Which I'm sure would be tempting. It would be. I say to Flirt, I know we've seen this 5,000 times. However, it's different in this moment. How, Jeannie? And we have that conversation. So it's how to, you cannot lob everybody into a box or a, and I know business want to do that. To scale. To scale. Yeah. And a percentage. Oh, so someone came in and said, what's your highest selling product, Jeannie? I'm like, I don't know. Why? Why? I want to know at the top. I'm like, okay. I'd have to go and, well, could you? Oh, Sure. Does anyone know where the report thing is on the top? <laughs> so, yeah, it's you can't ever generalise. So keep it very personal when you're with each person and see what their needs are. Mm. So they would come to me and or in meetings or just in chats. Meetings are overrated, right? Mm. Um, in conversations in the hallway, can I help you with anything? What do you need? What's happening? Oh, this client's concerned about this. Great. So have you thought about this? Let's look at this. And so I'm training them forever mm. and hearing the client's stories forever and reading the forms forever. So, yeah, you have mm. to take every single person and every single situation as unique, as it's the first one you've ever heard, and give those people the, the value mm-hmm. that they deserve, that they're paying for. Yeah. They're paying money. And Don't this, forget that, the team. Yeah. Like for for any healers and practitioners or anyone doing a service-based business, this has to be a new model for us in the way we think about sort of thoughtful scale and success because what we're being taught out there now is scalability in terms of can you sort of create a product Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse oh and repeat. Oh, my God. This, that's one way to make money. Mm. But what you prove year on year on year is that there is, you can still make money and provide deep personalised service, but I think it's our willingness 
and our steadiness, isn't it? Because mm. it is exhausting. It is exhausting and it's a, it's a lot more work. It is. It's so a lot much more, more work. work to do it on that personal level and that's the deciding. Mm. How, how am I going to grow it? Yes. There's two different ways to grow it. And then there's a resistance in training it and training yeah. and the team wanting to do the work and endlessly doing the work. And then is, it, is she ever going to stop? Is this ever going to end? Is it ever going to be easy? No. It's no. <laughs> the answer. Um, <clears throat> can you think of a time, I know there's been some because we've both had some. Mm. We've spoken a bit about in the past the role that timing plays in business, especially oh, yeah. the role that timing plays in conscious businesses. The nature of our work and what we're kind of seeking people to move into means that we have a bit of a tendency to be early. Yes. Can you share a time, and this is really um, important that we kind of get this mm. clear, a time that you were early but you weren't wrong? Because I think oftentimes mm. we have these channeled creative experiences where like this is it and then it doesn't land and then we move into that individualised thinking of I made a mistake or I, I don't failed. know what I'm doing. Yeah. But actually it's just that. You're just a bit early. Bring it back. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. can you think of yeah, a time? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I launched this body serum, you know, and launched different perfumes and it's happened to me many times. And I'll launch it and think this is the best thing ever. It's so great. and it's Everyone gonna, needs it. Everyone's going to love it and it's it's working so well. And then they just, yeah, no, no. And you think, <laughs> you, so you wait three months, six months, and you launch it again and it goes off. Mm. So it's happened to me many times with treatments, with product, with perfumes, with kind of many things. And so I I wait now. I don't launch like that. So I launch the treatment and from heart look at every single ingredient that that treatment for that person will benefit and add that. And then they'll say, what does it smell like, Gina? I go, it doesn't matter because we've designed this for you lengthening the muscles. So it's not designed for smell. So if you're looking for something to smell great, then you're looking for a perfume or a facial mist mm. or a body mist. So this is actually a treatment and a, you know, problem solution kind of product. Yeah. Or what's required now so when we came back from COVID you know and I do these things um so I cocooned the people which was really required because no one had been touched for a long time Mm -hmm. so cocooning them and hugging them and running up and down the body you know with full hands and wrapping their faces and that kind of went a little bit people got a bit alarmed by that on the website but it's only very thin cloth and it was just to just turn inward mm. and people will go, what are you doing? <laughs> but that really worked. But mm. then at another time that won't work. Wouldn't have worked. No. So the lesson here is, you know. Don't let it go. That's right. Just Re- hold. Hold, revisit it. Yeah. Breathe new life into it again. But kind of pay more attention mm. and ask more questions. Just so what do you feel you need Beautiful now? creative people who so much work has been left and forgotten because they feel like it didn't land or it failed in some way, but it really is just that timing. And it depends on the business, right? Like sometimes someone will, like the people that I, you know, that would inspire me, 
like Philippe Fermano, Megan Morton, they launch and sometimes I'll just look at the pictures and won't read the narrative. Yeah. And then two years later I'll read the narrative and it's so relevant because they're so ahead. Mm. So for me that just like win-win. Yeah. Like I get, the, you know, the win. Double dip. Of, right, totally. <laughs> and I return to those books mm. for inspiration six years later and they're still relevant. Mm. So it it's really critical to follow someone that is so far out of your league, like so far ahead of you and so far more evolved in a certain industry that when they land, they're six years ahead yeah. and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's designed that way. Yeah. Because they're dropping it globally. Yeah. And people are going to use this to create their next collection in a fashion line. And when I go to these people and go to the seminars, you then see it out in the world and like going, all right. right. So you're there too and you're there too. Yeah. Mm. So it's there's a few people in the world that can do that. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I think you can indulge in that. Like for me, that's an indulgence. For them, it's their career. Yeah, right. Yeah. So for me, when I indulge in that so far ahead. The earliness. Yeah. The earliness. And you know it's not going to drop now. Yeah. Like just do it anyway because I can financially do that now. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't have any backers. Yeah. I'm accountable to no one. Mm. I love that. Mm. <laughs> so you now are not in anyone, you don't have to, you're not accountable for what you sell. So I can't have that ever here because my I was going to say, would there ever be a world where you would accept investment? No, hell no. That's a hell no, hard no, <laughs> because you lose the freedom. Yeah. For me. Even if there was like a really aligned. No. So no. They're no. aligned to a point until they don't get their money back. I would work <laughs> collaboratively together, but I wouldn't, no, I would never do that because I've had those. Yeah. I've been cleaned out a few times. I've had that. So I won't go there. This is the importance of drawing down on that elder wisdom mm. in the workplace and in our work is you've been there, mm. so we don't necessarily have to go there. No, please don't. <laughs> If, if I've learned from something, and I say this to the team, I've made that mistake, so there's no need for you to do that. Mm. Let me share this with you. Mm. Yeah. And if you still feel compelled. Go nuts. <laughs> go nuts. But at least Not I know space. that I've, sh- I've shared the lesson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you have to allow that too because sometimes people want to have the experience and the journey and the life. Yeah. Um, I have a few more questions before we finish. We're past an hour now. <laughs> Um, you do seem to have quite a high tolerance for risk. I would, in my experience, yes. particularly buying and renovating. How old is that building next door? Like hundreds uh, of years old. It's really, old. really old. <laughs> Gary, no, eighteen. I don't know. Buying and renovating a building during the pandemic. Mm. Do you feel like is it true that you have a high tolerance for risk, or do you feel? A bit choiceless in it, in that the, it is more of a channel. I don't experience. consider the risk. Yeah, I don't care. I kind of care if I'm about to lose it all, and I'm vomiting in the corner, COVID for a while, and then the boys will go, "No, you're bigger than this. Time to rise." So yeah, and so I've I've had an upbringing where you have to keep jumping for the bar to get anything 
And so I've lo- it's given me drive. And I've grown up in business as a child, worked after school in the business and, you know, you're just expected to do it. There was no kind of, not what I have like with Zach. Hmm. I don't have conditional love with him. I want him to be his own man. I want him to say no to me because then I know he has courage now. Hmm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm all in. (laughs) Do you think there's a link between our willingness to lose it all and our success? Our However we define success, by I the way. I have to go all the way out on the ledge. Yeah. But I, I'm not interested in jumping off. Yeah. yeah. So you, there's a point. Mm. Yeah. There's a point where I'll pull it all in and no one's, everyone's got to hand back the credit cards. Mm. And we've done that. I'm like, you have to hand it all over and no one's on salary. Home, you know, family. Yeah. And there is nothing now. So no. Mm. And they're very understanding and accepting of that because I have reminded them in the journey what the business has or what my investments have created. Yeah. And taught Zach very early um, when he was young, he'd say, it's my phone. I'm like, nothing here is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. So please understand that there will be a time where you will have your own money but you don't have a job, do you, that I'm aware of? So no. Mm. And that's honest. Yeah. You know, and anything less than makes entitled yeah. behaviour. I want to ask you really directly what your clients mean to you because I know they mean so much to you and you don't really get many opportunities. Mm. I know you say it to them one-to-one, but... Talk to us about who they are to you. Mm. Like, again, so much you put on the line, your whole, like, life you've put towards them and serving mm. them and healing and providing that experience. Mm. Like, who are they to I you? I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very grateful that and truly feel very small in it that how lucky, and we know it's not luck when you work seven days a week, but mm. how lucky I am to have a business in this community in an area I've come to from when I was 16 and I'm proud they let me <laughs> look after them. Hmm. Yeah. And I love all of them and they share their lives with us. Great sadness, great joy and everything in between and they allow us to do what we love. Without them, we can't. Yeah. We can't serve, we can't train, we can't grow, we can't launch another treatment and launch another product and how do we make it greater? They give me that. They give it to me. Mm. That intrinsic motivation. They give me the, the permission by coming. Mm. They give me the permission to keep going. And the material yes. to work with, to yes. create again. Yes, yeah. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Um, every time they every time they book in, I'm like, oh, yay! <laughs> I, I still I have do this that. Too. I still go. Oh, thank you, thank you. I have like this I'm so too. grateful. Um, so my final question, you probably don't remember. Okay, no, but it's changed. That's okay. Oh, so great. Yeah. So the the final question I used to ask, which is the very first time I asked it with you, was when you're sitting in your true self, who are you? 
the evolution now is this intersection of true self and our work and how I think about kind of succeeding consciously. When you're sitting in your true self, the essence of you without Jeannie Healer, without Vanusta. Oh, I've just gone right into the room next door. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How do you define success? That you have a good opinion of yourself. That Gary holds me in high value, then I know I'm on the right track. Mm. When Zach wants to spend time with me, and when the team like me mm. for just being me, just Jeannie, nothing else, yeah, want to hang out with me. Mm. That's yeah. character. It's mm. this is the morals. This is the that it's enough. That you're enough. And this, a lot of my life, I was never enough. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. (laughs) (laughs) I love you very much. Thanks, babe. Love you too. And I truly would not be the woman I am today without you. Truly listening back to that first episode, I'm like, yeah, there it all is. (laughs) (laughs) So to go back and listen now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Alison. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. If something I said today landed deeply in your body and felt true, I want to encourage you to move into intentional action. Visit getoffline.co and consider signing up to my mailing list. You'll receive conscious career love notes from me, invitations to learn with me, and much more. One last thing. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to Offline, please share it with them.